Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three already. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace. And all right, let's get started off and head down Corvus Christi Way and check in with our good friend, Captain Cliff Webb, see what he's up to this morning. Cliff, good morning. What's up, man? Morning, Mickey. Man, excited about the weather changing a little bit and getting rid of that strong uh, southwest wind we've been having. It's finally a a light, almost nothing, and you know it's just it's normal summer pattern. Finally, God, yeah, it took two months. <laughs> so I think August might be a whole lot better than July. Uh, it's uh, our bay fishing's picked up, and our surf fishing's starting to pop. You know, yesterday the the blue water. I don't know about you guys, we finally had some blue water come into the beach yesterday. Right, it was the first day it, it came on in and, and saw some some people catch some fish. They were catching them farther toward Port Aransas than uh, yesterday afternoon. My buddy caught them up here south, so. I was going to go north. I think I'm going to stay up here south uh, today, but uh, caught some pretty good fish. I had one of my guys catch one. It was right at six pounds, but uh, just yeah. nice, nice fish in the surf. And it's awesome. funny because you know normally we're catching them on the on top waters in the surf, and there's there's we have still a whole lot of pogey in the surf. So everything's been catching on Meridines. That uh, little mullet one, the uh, or the shad one, the black back, silver side, white belly's been good. Right. Uh, of course, the double D's been good, but. And sharks, my God, Mickey, those sharks just showed up again in the surf. You can Have they, see you them got them? Have you got them, brother? We got them again, man. We got them again, Uh-oh. man. But it's all good. But I guess uh, Hudson sent you that picture that nice trout he caught in the bay or back in back yeah. in the back of the bay. Yep. That was Had his daughter picture. with him. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that cool was photos. really neat. Yeah, that's a good picture. But, you know, all of our fish are coming off deep sand in the bay. Everybody you talk to is uh, – they get a little early morning bite up shallow, and then they're, they're dropping off to that uh, six, seven foot of, of white sand and, and uh, throwing swim swim baits on the on the sand. It's kind of the pattern right now. But, uh, and, yeah, uh, I tell uh, you, I'll be so glad when school that, starts. <laughs> that's one of my favorite ways to fish down there. Uh-huh. You know, is uh, right. pothole fishing with them big sand areas around the grass, and boy, that drop yeah. a drop a bait in there and hang on, baby. Yeah, then that marshmallow, that marshmallow in a molting color. Right, and smoking them, then smoking really? them down there. It's funny, cool. yeah. That's it's funny when they get on one color like that. And uh, having these a little bit le- heavier lead head, they want to hear it bump that sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's funny in the surf. It's uh, 
it's weird how they get on those shad baits or paddle baits. Uh, there's more more people catching fish on swim baits in the surf than I've seen. I got a picture of a really nice fish guy caught it at the jetties. I got like seven pounds right at dark yesterday on a swim bait. Wow. I mean, that fish was 28 and a half inches, but only weighed seven pounds. So that's a good surf fish right there, buddy. Mm-hmm. That's a good but that was a good bite. Right but that was a good Oh, pull. yeah. Yeah, I was talking to him. He didn't have a net or anything. He, he got him up to the rock. He said, well, that's going to break the line, you know. And he said, right when that fish came to the rock, he, he pulled and that fish, jumped up, <laughs> jumped up right on that flat rock. <laughs> he, he grabbed it and got a picture and turned it loose. But he said it, it could have gone either way, and the fish kind of lunged when the, when the wave came and pushed him up on the rock. That was good. At least the fish gave him a, a photo moment anyway. <laughs> a photo moment anyway. That's it. Get him a glamour shot. Get <laughs> him a glamour shot. But, you know, it's it's going to really change here the next couple of weeks when the traffic gets off the bay and these fish will be able to pull up shallow again. You know, we still have a lot of people running, running flat right. and stuff. And as soon as, as soon as school starts and, and some of these tournaments are over, these shorelines will become a lot better fishing. These fish will come up on a shoreline; they won't be so nervous. You know, and people don't pounce. realize what you know boat pressure and you know just pressure day in and day out does to these fish. Man, it scatters them to the wind, basically. Yeah, and yeah, you know, and before Mickey, like before we had any traffic in this bay, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. Boat traffic, you, you get one boat run through the flat, and it would shut them down for 40 minutes. Yeah. And now they're so used to it, you can run by, and it's more like five or ten minutes. If nobody else shows up, they'll bite again. It's really? just funny how they're getting they're getting they a get little accustomed bit accustomed to uh, it. They're getting a little more accustomed to the traffic, uh, and that's kind I'll of sad. Darned. You know, it's kind of sad. It really is. I don't don't like that. But uh, I, I heard James was, was catching some good fish in, in, on tarpon. That's that's exciting. It seems he's getting them already. That's awesome, man. Yeah, wow. he goes, yeah, we had an okay day Tuesday, you know. Yeah, I heard that. That's good, isn't nine it? Nine for 15. <laughs> yeah, that's an okay day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever you yeah, tell me there, we, buddy. That, that'd yeah, be a good I'd, trout yeah. day for around here right oh. now, you know. Yeah. And your trout fish is still slow? It's, it's pretty weak. I mean, okay. you can go – I mean – I know guys that are pulling up and they're sitting on fish and catching, you know, 60 and 80, 14 inches trying to get one, you know, a keeper out of them. It's just, uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. But it's, uh, as far as, you know, good solid fish. Yeah. It's, it's pretty weak. What I call solids are, you know, 20 inches and up, you know, anywhere from 14 to 17 inches. Yeah. There's, there's a decent bite, but it's just in spots, you know, it's not like you can go anywhere and do that. You got to, you got to get right on them, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, the state of the fishery right now. You know, my son, he, my son doesn't throw a lot of croaker. He throws a lot of popping corker shrimp with the tourist. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, this week he did better on the shrimp and a popping cork than a lot of guys did on the croaker. And the simple reason is, this time of year the croakers are getting big and they're hot and they're weak and they're dying in the live well. And he says the shrimp are beautiful. They're about three inches long. You put them under popping cork, and he says the tourists love it because they're sitting there, and they get to watch the cork go under, and uh, right. still catching boxes of nice red and drum. And this is crazy, Mickey. So in the deep channels, just like Barry and I were having shrimp at uh, Snoopy's the other day, and we looked down the channel. Barry goes, "Look at those drum! This big old drum up on top of the water, just cruising down the intercoastal, <laughs> big big wads of them. You know, they're everywhere. And it's, it's it's just amazing how many drum we still have in the system." And these, these guys with these side scanners are just, man, they, they just pull up to a school of dramas with dead shrimp and they hit them with a side scanner and they just, they put them in the boat, buddy. It's incredible. Really? And the, and the, oh, man, the tourists love it. 
they're catching those six pound drum, you know, well, four to six pound drum, and yeah, they got a bunch of fish to eat. They're good eating, and uh, not a, not a bad game plan for, you know, if you got tourists in a the boat, they love all that action. Right, it takes pressure off the trout fishery too. Yes, sir, it does. And you take, you know, if you popping cork and shrimp's great for trout, but you weed through so much small fish. When they're side scanning those drum, when they throw in there, it's a big fish. It's 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 instant pulling, and so that's why they do it. It's a lot less work on them because you take a guy with four guys in the boat with popping cork shrimp trot fishing. He's busy. <laughs> he's real busy taking off small fish, hardheads, sure. and rebaiting stuff. But when he gets in those school to drum, everybody hooks up there fighting fish for a while. He gets a little bit of break. So a lot of these guys are, are finding these big schools of drum. And, of course, the redfish, they're everywhere. But same deal here, Mickey, they're oversized. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many oversized reds. I don't know what they're going to have to do, but eventually they're going to have to address this, <laughs> this system of these beast redfish, you know, all in our base system because uh, I think there's more oversized than there are slots. And, uh, oh, that's, that's a fact nuts. up here up my way. I mean, the most, here, you know, in our base system, most slots that I'm hearing about and you know, it's all down behind, you know, the pass and the chocolate and, you know, the tri-bay system down there, chocolate, bass drop, and lower into West Bay down there behind the pass. That's where the better, you know, slot fish are coming from. But, man, mm-hmm. you get up you get up my way, and, I mean, it's Bull City. I'm Not to say there's not any slots up there, but it's so hard to find them because you're having to weed through all those bull redfish to try and, you know, get one, one keeper, and that's not going to happen. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's absolutely stupid. It's amazing how things have changed on redfish. When my dad became a game warden down here in 1960, there was no redfish. The netters had wiped out all the redfish, and it was a big deal to catch a redfish on a popping cork and shrimp. Right. And now, now our CCA and Parks and Wildlife and everybody's brought these fish back. And, and now, what's happened is our limit on the on the oversized reds. There, there's too many oversized reds, and they're eating a lot of our small trout and stuff. So. I would love to see well, they're like a feral year. hog of the bay, you know. I know, they're, they're, man. I'd love to become, see yours. Hey, man, whack yeah, them, they, you know. I mean, but nobody, what do you do with a with a 30 and 40 yeah. pound redfish? I mean, seriously? No, it's sad, man. It's sad. You don't want to kill them. You know, they're, they're kind of 20 years old. You know, not well, yeah, they're, they're the reproductive fish. I mean, yeah, once they reach uh, maturity, 28, 30 inches, they're spawners. And But, I mean... How far do we go with this? But if they're really spawning and doing their thing, where are all the, you know, the undersized reds and slots at? Where's those age yeah. classes of fish at? Well, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But, uh, yeah, they are just amazing. It's been great for people to catch. Uh, you know, but after two or three of those, Mickey, they're done. I mean, you know, well, yeah. you put them on two or three. Well, you know, you, if you're fishing with trout tackle and fishing for, you know, slot reds and trout with light right. tackle and you catch three or four of those apiece, Hey, it's that's mm-hmm. it's hot. <laughs> they get tired. <laughs> they do, man. They do. But uh, and that's what these guys are doing. They're they're catching up. You know, they're they're doing the trout fishing early with their croakers because the, the the bait dies quick with the heat, and uh, right. they're getting they're getting their their trout pretty quick. And then they're trying to find a school to drum or taking the sardines for the reds if they if they if they can find them in the deep water, but. And that's another thing. We've never, ever seen people fish sardines before like they are now. It's incredible. Well, that's a hell of a scent. It puts out a lot of odor in the water. Man. Yeah, that's nuts. I had no idea that would ever work. Well, chum chum with sardines. Just anchor up and chum until you get the reds and then throw lures at them and catch them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's something else, man. You know, I but watch how they I'm do excited. that in Florida, man, with those live pilchards. They yeah, big, isn't that amazing? Hey, they got these big plastic wiffle ball-looking bats, you know, and they cut the end out yeah. of it and make a scoop out of it, and they'll fill that up with live pilchards out of their live well. And it's like the reds are trained when, when I was fishing a redfish cup over there. If somebody was chumming within 100 yards of you, you had to move. You couldn't fish near them. Really? Yeah, they could just pull in next to you and start chumming. You'd have to pick up and leave. But they'd stand up on the bow of that boat and hold that bat up in there, and you could just see all those reds come to the top, and the water starts shaking. <laughs> and they'd, hey, they'd sling those pilchards out there, and everybody would fire their lures out in the middle of it and just start bowing up on reds. God, it's like a fish. It's like a fish feeder in a fish pond, you know. Yeah, they hear hit the water. Here they come, you know. Had them God, trained, oh, man. And that's what's going on with the, with the dolphin here. And these people are anchoring up, and as soon as they catch a couple of cro- a trout and they're croaking, here comes the dolphin around the boat, and everything they throw back. Oh, you my know, and goodness. that that's becoming a problem here. Is all the guys anchoring up are having to move because they said, look, every 14 inch, 13, 17 fish we're throwing back, they're eating. <laughs> and so we're not only just getting our fish, we're feeding everybody around us. So that that's something else different since the shrimp boats are gone. You know, we're having more more stuff around the boats for these guys. That's right. That, that we don't realize how many, uh, how much all the shrimp, you know, the shrimping going on kept the sharks and the and the dolphins off of the you know off the shorelines and around fishing boats. Really, yeah, uh, and then at the strippers, yeah, and then we're that's it. But then everybody's complaining about bycatch, and now we're complaining about <laughs> so you know I don't know hey, what happened there. But no, it, it there there's just no happy medium. Nobody can be <laughs> happy, no man. Happy medium, man. Hey, hang on yeah. a second. Let me knock this break out. I'll be right back, brother. All right. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell all the listeners out there about one of the hottest soft plastic baits I've chunked in years, and that's the Mirror Lure Little John, and. Check out all their varieties of soft plastic baits. They're Marshmina, that's a paddle tail swim bait. They're Provoker, that's a rat tail bait. And uh, they're Little John XL. But what I like about the Little John, it's a three and three quarter inch soft plastic twitch bait. It throws like a bullet into the wind or downwind. It doesn't matter. Attach it to a jig head, whether you're wading or fishing out of the boat. And the Little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the Little John's injected with a secret fish-catching scent. It has a darting action. It makes it irresistible to game fish. And the Little John is so tough and durable, one bait can last for days. I've caught dozens of trout on one particular bait. The Little John comes in 14 popular fish-catching colors, and all it does is produce results day in and day out. That's the Mirror Lure Little John. You can look for them wherever tackle is sold. Remember, folks, nothing catches fish like Mirror Lure. Go to MirrorLure.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. With Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 619 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we are back, my friend. All right, buddy. We're holding. All right. Yeah, I was, uh, was sitting at the beach yesterday, and the, the the best place to be is just right next to the water. So we pull the truck up, <laughs> drop the tailgate down, put the armor. It's right next to the water. And I see these two guys walking down the beach with the rods, and they've been up on the rocks, up on Packer and the rocks, you know. So mm-hmm. they're, they're getting closer. And they, they walk by. I always talk to everybody, and they come up the truck, and, and this one guy's got this big old bait on. It looks like a, a rainbow trout. I know you've seen him with the broken back, those big old uh-huh. rainbow trout-looking things. are like 10 inches long, you know. Right. And he's got two big old circle hooks on him, uh, straight circle hooks on it. And I said, man, you ever catch anything on that? And he goes, well, he wouldn't believe what happened a couple of days ago. And I said, well, tell me. And he said, man, I was firing that thing off the end of the rocks and just watching it wobble across the top. And my shoulder was hurt. It's been about 30 minutes, and I was getting ready to take it off. And he said, I wobbled it, and it paused. And he said this giant trout comes up and eats that thing off the rock. It was real big, over 30 inches. And he said it had it by the head. And that one circle hook was on top of his head. You could see it when it jumped. And it jumped, and that bait was so heavy, when he slung his head, it slung the bait out. Oh, <laughs> but he said, I, I was thinking, man, that's got to be a pretty good-sized fish to hit that giant 10-inch fish like that on top of the water. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd have seen that deal, but. That's the problem with those big baits. They got so much weight. When they start slinging it, it's going to rip it out. You know, that's the problem with that stuff, man. Well, and look how many heartbreaks people have had over the years with you know fishing with spoons. The same thing, exactly. you know, like the bigger spoons, yeah. the three-quarter ounce, and all that. Oh, they rip them and out. Yeah, boy, they, you you hook them in the top lip or the corner of the mouth is usually where you hook a fish on a spoon, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they come up and do all that head shake, and they use that leverage, the weight of that spoon flying around. It'll just work that hook right out of their mouth. I mean, you really got to stay oh, on man. them with a spoon. You know, keep the line mm-hmm. tight where they can't shake that much. and Yeah, keep that rod down, too. Keep the rod down yeah. and that line tight where they can't come up and get any leverage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it's funny because and that's such a big difference on the size of the lead head you're throwing on, on swim baits. You know, the bigger fish that I've always caught, it seems like they're on the smallest lead head. They can't sling right. it. They don't feel it when they hit it. They don't feel the weight change. And a lot of the bigger fish you catch when you're fishing deep on a deep gumball lead head, a lot of times you'll lose them, especially with the long shank, simply because it's a lot of a lot of slinging there with that lead head, be able to rip that lead head out exactly. and pop it out with their mouth. You know, That's so, why I like the wide gap short shank hook. Yes, sir. I do, too. Those long shanks. And, and that's a lot of these baits are so big, Mickey, some of these swim baits, it's hard to get the right lead head because if you use too short of a hook it rolls the bait yeah. will roll you got to use a hook as a keel and so i'll have a couple of set of packs of hook to have longer shanks simply when i'm using those bigger baits up shallow you know almost a lot of rubber flotation a light lead head with a long shank that's right. when i use them when they don't roll 
but man, you'll definitely lose more fish on them. There's no doubt about that. And and I was going to ask you guys. So you guys are you know Jeff goes all these guys catching these flounder, Mickey. Are they catching them on on are they bait or what are they catching them on over no, there? No, Jeff goes catching them on lures over there. God, oh my, that's just I couldn't believe how many flounder they're catching. We can't catch a flounder here. I know. It, uh, and last year we were doing good on flounder, and this year we're just not getting them right now, man. You know we're we're catching a few too. Normal summertime type of deal here, but you know the giggers are really they're pouring the coals to them at night. Yeah, I mean, it's just well, even the giggers here are, are kind of down. You know, they're they're targeting a lot of drum and sheephead. They're just they're digging thousands and thousands of pounds of sheephead and drum every night here. You know, that seems man, to be a that, big deal. Man, that's like hunting hunting deer with a spotlight. That's an yeah. unfair advantage <laughs> for the fish. It is, it is. You know, but in uh, I don't understand the flounder thing. You know, so one year you have, one year you don't. And uh, this is one of those years we don't have them, and next year well, we could. Well, they have so, such a short life cycle, you know. It just you mm-hmm. get these turnovers and turnarounds, and mm-hmm. you got to wait for everything to, you know, rebuild, yeah. come back. I guess of all the fish, that's the one thing I know the least about is these flounder. Just cannot figure that stuff out. Just one year you got them, one year you don't. You know, and on your when you're fishing for flounder with these lead heads, are you using a longer shank or the same lead head? You're no, using? I just use the same thing. You know, just like That's what we what throw for trout, yeah. pretty much. And it, you yeah. know, we used to back when we had a lot of flounder. Trinity Bay's always been a really good flounder bay for catching them on a rod and reel. And we'd, you know, trout fishing in the mornings after they'd quit biting and play out. Well, I would, uh, I'd head out, you know, like to the river mouth, you know, the Trinity River Channel where it used to come out in the bay back there in the pocket, Anahuac pocket. We'd wade the edge of that channel where it was about knee deep on the sandbar and we'd throw down the ledge, you know, out in the channel and then bring it up that ledge and just tickle the bottom with uh, soft yeah. plastics. And it was nothing for everybody to catch their tin flounder apiece. You know, to go with our trout. Oh, and then later in the afternoon, all the redfish start schooling and coming up on top, you know, all the strawberry fields. And then we'd do that. I mean, it was just, well, we took it for granted. We'd get our limited trout in the mornings, flounder yeah. about mid-morning to midday, and then redfish in the afternoon. It was just stupid. Yeah, I didn't know how good you had it, you know. And with the lead heads, too, I'm using, you know, bass hats and makes the one with the little lead down the hook a little bit. And it seems to hold that plastic a little flatter on the bottom. Yeah, that worm weight. That worm weight is real good. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing with the flounder yeah. here. If I had them, I'm trying to catch them. But, you know, normally at this time, we got a, quite a few uh, flounder in the cut. And I've got guys going down there and catching two or three off the piers in the cut. And that's normal. That's, that's crazy. Because normally when you go to all that way, all those piers in the cut and all those, that ditch, you're going to have more flounder. Yes. And so don't know, <clears throat> quite know what that's about. But anyway. You know, bayou mouths and, you know, even up in bayous, fishing the ledges on the edges up here in the marsh. And those are just prime flounder areas for this time of year, you know, with the hot water yeah. and everything. And you get those deeper guts and, and channels. You know, that's where you catch I got, them. Yeah, I got a picture of a new world record flounder the other day. Did you see that? What, the one that was caught in uh, North Carolina or somewhere? Yeah, like Georgia? 17. 17- 17 pounds? Yeah, I saw that. that. I saw that on Facebook. I looked at it and I said, no, that's not a halibut. That's not a fluke. That's that's a real summer flounder right there. Unbelievable flounder right there, buddy. You know he fought. God almighty. How do you get a hold of something like that when he comes up? You're waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm trying to grab a garbage can lid. 
Yeah, that, uh, imagine, that'd be but... tough. You better have a – it'd take a, a good-sized weighting net, to, you know, to scoop that thing up, man. That's a good fish. I can't imagine, I can't imagine man. And uh, that's funny because if I care – if I ever I, when I fly on a fish, if I care a net, I won't catch nothing. I'll put the net up. I'll catch them. It's just weird. So I don't care a net anymore. Flounder fishing. I'm still trying to do the flounder pinch, you know, where you pinch them behind the head and grab them. You know, yeah, it'd take uh, about five pounds of lump crab meat and a couple of pounds of shrimp stuff. That flounder, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you, oh, you, my God. You could, feed a, you could feed a pack of them with that. That's crazy. That was That's a big something fish. something else, man. That's something else. And, you know, I've, you guys want to go. I've seen some big ones in. You know, the yeah. biggest one I ever caught, I've caught a couple over nine, and you just can't believe how big that is for a flatfish. I mean, it's just huge. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. That's that's something, man. And, you know, you guys talking about those crabs. Well, Laguna Madre's got more blue crabs than I've ever seen. I mean, and it's not – usually we have this after a real rainy year. Uh-huh. I don't know where all these crabs come came from, Mickey, but they're all over the surface. And uh, a, a guy just sent me a picture with his kid holding a dip net up, and he was scooping up, looked like twenty-five or thirty blue crabs just off the, just on the bow of the boat with a trolling motor, scooping them off the top of the water. Really? You know that is that's insane to have that many crabs. He said they're all one morning. He said everything was up on top of the water, laying on top of the grass. And his dad got on the trolling motor. He got on that long-handled dip net, and they just cruised up and scooped those crabs off the top of the water, off the top of that grass. You know that's like the old days. In the old days, oh, we we would yeah. go to the land cut, you know, and turn the flashlight on at night. And you just, you know, catch all the crabs you want with a flashlight and a dip net. And it's kind of what it was like. Because we lost our crabs for a long time. Our salinity level got so high, we had no crabs. Right. And uh, and that's what's so weird, Mickey. Our salinity level's not that bad. We hadn't had no rain. So that just goes to show you a lot of this is current. You know, sure. a lot of it's got to be current from different it's areas. It's got to be from that Packery Channel, man. Yeah, I agree. It has that, to. That changed, that changed your whole bay system right there. I mean, oh, I can't believe uh, it. And I look, I look at uh, what closing a pass will do to a uh, bay system. Also, mm-hmm. it hurts. You got to have it, these passes know, open from the Gulf into the into the uh, estuarine. Got to have it. And what it did to the economy too, Mickey. What it did to the economy. Oh my God. Yeah. The amount of the amount of money that thing made for the people being down here fishing, being able to take their offshore boats. Now then, you don't have to go all the way to Port Aransas. You got a small offshore boat. You can come to Corpus Christi, fish the bay, then run out to the rigs and, and fish right here off the rigs offshore sure and a lot of people like that uh but and and so all these canals around all these people live on these canals those canals were very stagnant before now that they did packing they're flushing it out and what they're getting ready to do they're going to open up the other end of these canals with another channel going under the oh, causeway cool. under the road right there they're getting ready to dig yeah. it and that's going to make a complete circulation on these canals and that's boy going you to know how, the, how good that's going to help things my oh, goodness man. gracious you know, it sure is. So we're going the right directions in some some areas anyway, Mickey. We can just get these fish limits back. If we can just keep them at three, buddy, because nobody wants them to go back to five. I just we're so worried about losing our big trout, you know, in a I couple know. of years because it's going to be awesome. Got it. But you know, you've got year. so many guys down there that you know they're just they're they're real sportsmen. They're avid anglers. And they yeah, they appreciate that, and they're going to do anything they can to protect that. And uh, yeah. I mean, if I was going to book a a trip, I'd come down and fish with you, because simply because mm-hmm. I knew I I got a good chance of catching me a giant fish. And right, uh, right. You know that's what I tell my customers all the time. I said, man, I think our those days up here are over. If you want if you want to 
go back to the good old days like we used to have. Go down, go down your way and book a guide down there and just catch and release big ones. There's nothing like it. It's it's a whole, so much to do with volume of people. There's so many people around your base systems. You got millions and millions of people in the base system, so they got to do some of the limits. You can't have that many people taking out the, the, the bay had got any bigger, so you, they got to do something, Mickey. I mean, it's going to happen here where our bays are filling up more and more every year. Eventually, it's going to be three times as many people. They're going to have to do something with the fish limit because we're not, we're not building a more bay, that's for sure. Well, it's, we always yeah. do something when it's too late. We never that's do it. That's it. That's true. I mean, in, true. in we can see the writing on the wall years ahead of time, and, and you know, they just don't make changes till it's just everything's yeah. decimated. I know. Well, hopefully we will still have them for our kids to catch, and grandkids to catch. That's what I want. You know, my I, know. I want my grandkids to get a thirty-inch fish. Man, who doesn't? I mean, that's yeah. uh, and uh, your area. You know, you and Mansfield and all down that way. That's that's primary to catch fish like that right now. Used mm-hmm. to be the entire mm-hmm. coast was like that. Yeah, I look back at some of those pictures of you and Galveston with those stringers, those, that all-star picture with those stringer over your shoulder. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, That's still uh, one of my t- most favorite pictures I've ever seen. We took, that is unbelievable. Uh, we took that for granted. and uh, But yeah. there was just – it was just different then. There, we'd, it, you know, we had – you know, everybody talks about fishing pressure up here. I mean, it's lighter than I've ever seen it in my whole career. I remember right. when I first started out, I would have to pull my boat over next door to Crawley's. I live next door to the Crawley's camp and put it in line at 3 in the morning, go back home and take a nap, set my alarm, get up, and then go back when they open a the gate at 6 to let you in because I couldn't get out of my driveway. They were lined up for a mile or two down Tri-City Beach Road waiting to get into Crawley's to go fishing. Yeah, that's and, nuts. You know, it just uh, – everybody talks about pressure, but, man, I – I mean, you talk about pressure back then. There was yes, every reef would have thirty and forty boats on it. I didn't realize every, that. Every yeah. gas well would have one or two boats on it. It was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Millions mm-hmm. of fish, That's though. Crazy. My goodness. So Mother Nature, Mother Nature has more of a a play in your field than anything. Mother I Nature. I think that was the biggest uh, yes, impact I've ever seen on Galveston Bay. Well, I've lived through all that the places and you know oil That's spills right, and other floods, but. Man, when you get seven straight years of that and then the big one like Harvey in 2017, Cliff, you never seen so much water in all your life coming down, you know, all the tributaries into the bay system. Never seen nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Hope you don't see it again. No, I don't, I don't think I'll live long enough to see that again. That was just, uh, that was biblical. Crazy. Wow. Huh. Pretty nuts. That's something else. <laughs> it is, buddy. It is. It is, man. Well, if I want salty water. Well, I got it now. We're, <laughs> our base system's very salty, but uh, boy, nobody's ever fished baffin. You've never fished salt water like that. It's almost like the Great yeah, Salt Lake in salt Utah. Water. Yeah, you, you turn white. You life jacket down there, out. you'll float in that salt water. <laughs> <laughs> so true, buddy. So true. All right, man. Well, Cliff, it's always fun talking to you. And uh, you going to the beach this morning? I'm headed there right now. I grab my rod in the hand and. I'm going to go back to my spot up here south. I was going to go north. I said, no, I'm going to stay south. Those guys had some fish. So I'm going to stay up here south and just run a little south and fish a little bit, then go see the grandkids. So it's going to be a good day. There you go. Living a dream, brother. All right, All right Cliff, buddy. throw them out a number. Somebody wants to call you and come fishing with you, man. All right, Mickey. Mary code 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. 
Cliff, always a pleasure. Hang tight, brother. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in the Corpus Christi area. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. Final segment already. Let's go up to Lake Livingston, Pinwall Campground and Marina and check in with Mr. Harry Detant. Harry, good morning. How are you, buddy? Well, do we have him or not? Let's see what's up. Harry, good morning. How are you, man? Well, I'm not hearing him. Uh, there he is. Yeah, there you go. I said, yeah. Uh, it, it looks like we're going to have a nice morning this morning. I mean, it's uh, we may have maybe a two or three mile an hour wind. That's kind of the lake's virtually just flat as a pancake out there. It's not... Not a lot of waves or nothing on it, so right. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a good hot day today. We've had my gosh, Mickey, we've had some hot weather. Yeah, we uh, have up here on the lake. I mean, it's it's been brutal, but anyway, uh, everything's good. The lake's in good shape. I mean, well, actually, Mickey, you know, actually, we're exactly uh, one foot below pool right now, and uh, and you know, uh, I'll tell you what. It, uh, if we don't get any rain or Dallas don't get any rain, we're going to be about two foot below this time next week, I believe, because I was looking at the gauges going up river and stuff, and they're letting out, uh, oh, I don't know, 17, uh, right at 1,800 cubic feet a second out of the dam now. And, uh, right. Oh, we've got 650, 700 cubic feet coming down the river out of the Dallas area, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just, there's just no rain in, inside on either end. No gain. No. So, you know, we'll just 
it'll probably sag right on, on down. I mean, letting out but, more than you're letting in. <laughs> that, yeah. That tends to drop the water. <laughs> yeah, that tends to drop the water. Yeah, when you're letting out 600 and, and, and I mean, when you're taking in 600 and, you, and you're letting out 700, you know, it's kind of like your wallet, you know. I mean, you just can't keep up. You know? <laughs> Well, I know about that these days, man. Them wallets yeah. empty quick. They empty out real quick, but uh, fishing's still holding up good. Uh, it's been hot. Uh, fishermen have been having hold up as good as the fish have, but they're still catching some pretty good white bass and stuff. Uh, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not going as hard as they was uh, uh, three or four weeks ago. They they have slowed down, but you know this is the time of the year. The uh, sooner or later the shad will go to splitting up. You know, and the whites will split right up with it, but. But right now, you can still catch some nice white bass. So so there's no problem there. Just put on plenty of sunscreen and go get them, you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and remember one thing. You know, them whites, they like it middle of the middle of the, middle of the day, you know. I mean, harder the better the more they roll. So everything's kind of clicking along. We just need some rain up through here, Mickey. I mean. Boy, don't we all right now. There's cracks in the ground, and you can lose small dogs and children in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's starting to get bad. It, it, you know, it's kind of resembling what this time last year. You remember? Yeah. This, I think it was this time last year, you know, we went so dry and everything else. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, historically, most of the time, August is pretty dry, you know, and, uh but I don't remember it being. I don't remember having the heat like we're having with it today. No, you know, and it. I, you know, uh, this comparing this year to last year, I, my yard. I, you know, just looking at my yard, my trees. Yeah. You'd think it was fall out there. The leaves aren't turning, but they're just the trees are so stressed out. They're just. They're you know, anytime kind of a little breeze, uh, the the leaves are just falling off like it's fall time. The yard well, is covered uh, in them. Crazy, you know, uh, Mickey. You know when a tree stresses, I've seen them drop all their leaves. Just, they just get stressed, and then yeah. they'll try to restart and come back up. You know, but but uh, we had we ain't got any gasoline to restart them with this year or last year either one. So we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, uh, you know, and I I tell you one thing. You know, the traffic with this heat has slowed down last week. Yeah, it has. So, Pretty slow weekend. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it gets so cotton picking hot. You know, people just don't want to really be out in it. And, well, and really, in the morning, inflation, the heat. There's a lot of lot of factors. There's a lot of factors. There sure is. So I don't know. It'll just, uh, you know, you can if you knock five degrees off the temperature, you'd you'd have a noticeable difference. You'd think it was sure back to fall. A lot of a lot of these mornings, you know, when I get up, uh, all here lately, we might be hitting real close to 80 degrees, and you walk outside at 80, and it feels muggy and hot, but you walk outside at, at say, uh, 97, you you can notice you can notice three degrees, it feels totally different. So Sure. But uh, everything's clicking along real good up here on the lake. Uh, 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 fishing has held up. A lot's better this year than it than it has. Uh, yeah, I see uh, white bass fishing. You know, still hanging in there. They're doing still doing pretty good on Livingston. 
know, they're, they're, they're doing all they're doing all right. I mean, they're not they're not like they was a, a, a month ago. Oh no, but, but it's still good. It's still it's still doing good. I mean, and uh, yeah, but I can tell you, uh, I've got a whole rack of these uh, pet spoons in here. Mm-hmm. When fish is good, them pet spoons go out the door like kids, you know what I mean? Do they? <laughs> and when fishing slows down, you know, my inventory's come back up. And mm-hmm. They're not going out as quick. But uh, but anyway, that's, uh, you know, we're getting around the time of the year. I mean, uh, about this time of the year, people go to mowing their right-of-ways and stuff on their deer leases and and we got schools starting. I think some of the schools are starting. I may be wrong around the 7th, and I'm pretty sure about the 14th. Yeah, so, that's what I'm hearing, you know. These, these poor kids, they, they're they going to have them going year-round before it's over with. They will, Mickey, and all. I mean, they sure will. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, they they have so much time off, you know, during the year, you know. and, and then they, Yeah, they do get a lot of breaks. And all, but you know, if you think about it, I'd, I'd hate to be a young parent and, and have two little old kids, say in the first and second grade, and, and suddenly roll up and they got a week off. You know, the, the school are not the babysitters, but still, and what do you do with your kids if, you, if you're two parents and both of you have a job? Well, you know? yeah, most you know, to make it these days, both parents have to work. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you could make it, you know. Like when we was going to school, you know, I mean, you'd go to you'd go to school uh, uh, right after Labor Day, and and uh, you'd and you'd go all uh, around to uh, uh, first of June, and you was out, you know. But then you had uh, what you had. You got off. Uh, I don't think we got off a full week at Thanksgiving, and and then you got a couple of weeks at at, uh, at Christmas. Uh, Christmas and then spring uh, break, whole week for that. Break. That was about it, you know. I mean, uh, it sure was. I mean, I know when we was there in the Panhandle, uh, it, when we first moved to Panhandle, my son come on. He was in, the, I think, the first grade. And he started first grade there in the Panhandle. Uh, uh, I don't know, uh, right at Christmas time. But he came in about two weeks later, and he said, well, we're not going to school next week. I said, well, why is that? He said, uh, ski vacation. I said, ski <laughs> vacation? They're in the mountain for 500 miles, but they're calling it ski vacation. You know? <laughs> I mean, hey, and you know, by the way, up under where we used to live, we used to live right up in the Panhandle, but I talked to folks up yonder there here a while back, and they've had so much rain. Up in that area, it's just hard. it's unimaginable. But you know, Carrington, Texas, they had the uh, tornado here about a, a month ago. I remember that. Yeah, Wiped the whole town out, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it said it ruined thirty businesses, and I I didn't figure there was thirty in the whole town. You know what I mean? But right. But but they're they're starting to re- they're trying to recover. But the next thing that happened, you got. Carrington, and then 15 miles away is Booker, Texas, where we used to live, and that's right on Highway 15. It's just a straight line in between two towns. They had so much rain, and there was a few old fire lakes out on those in those wheat pastures and stuff. But they had so much rain, they had two and a half foot of water on top of Highway 15. Wow! I mean, 
I, I bet that's I, never happened before. Never, it never happened before. I, I, they sent me some pictures. It looked, it looked like I was looking across, uh, out across the back door at Lake Livingston out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can see forever out, and there ain't a tree sticking up or nothing, you know, but as far as you can see, it's just like a big, giant lake out under him. Well, they that's the way that, you know, the jet stream was, that tropical jet. It was letting all the moisture from the Pacific uh-huh. funnel above, you know, in the upper part of Texas, Oklahoma, all up uh-huh. through there and, and go to the east. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is. They, they've had, I don't know how many inches of rain. They've had a lot of a lot of rain up yonder, and, and uh, they've been getting rain right along uh, here lately. And then we're dry as a bone down here, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't like the heat, Mickey, but. I kind of like the high pressure to hold these hurricanes back. As warm as this water is here on the lake and in the mm-hmm. Gulf, you know, I mean, my God, we could have a woolly booger come down through here. Uh, hey, did you see the other day on the news that some of the water temperatures over in Florida, 102 degrees and all that? I, I heard, I, I didn't see it, but I heard somebody made mention of that. That's unheard of, I mean. Well, you you bring a you bring a system in close to Florida, and if warm water's what they really fuel off of, buddy, they, oh, that could oh. turn into a grizzly bear. You get a two hundred mile hurricane out of it. I mean, oh God, really I hope not. That is, that's not good, but uh, but you know we'll just uh, take it as it comes. You know, I, there's nothing we can do about it. And all I know, no. is, you know, the first the first it's Texas living. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's just Texas for you. I mean, the first several years we lived up there, I never even thought anything about a hurricane, and then here come Rita Biden. You know, I watch them like a hawk now. You know, I mean, they'll oh, yeah. they'll sure get your attention, but uh, it uh, it's not it's not good. But anyway, I mean, everything will be all right. I mean, in our bay this morning, I'm looking at the monitor right now. Starting out at daylight, it's eighty eighty nine degree water. And ninety degree yeah. water, ninety point five right. in one location and eighty nine and uh-huh. another. Yeah. That's nuts. You could almost have a shrimp boil in that water, couldn't you? Mickey? Almost. You don't have to worry almost. about warming water to take a bath. You should, no, you sure would. I mean, you might have to add a little cold water to it. That might, exactly. Sure would. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's something else, but. Uh, uh, you know, it'll it'll all work out like it was supposed to. I just I just like to see us get a pretty good rain you know they've got a burn ban on up here in Polk County and I'm, I'm sure other counties have burn yeah bands. I have one in mind too in Chambers it just it just got so dry you know and and uh, uh I mean my yard is just dead I mean you know thank god it wasn't like this for 4th of July or everybody had grass fires burnt the whole oh, world I know down it. I know it. I know well we we did uh we didn't even mow this week. There wasn't any point of mowing anything this week. Everything was the same height as it was last week, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not good for the lawnmower fun. business. <laughs> oh, no, it's not good for, you know, it doesn't make any difference. The weather's going to affect somebody one way or the other, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it ain't going to do it, you know. You know, the price of gasoline's not helping any. But, no, it's but, going know, up. I'm diesel and uh, gasoline. I've noticed it's gone up quite a bit here in the last week or two. Well, you know, uh, uh, I was talking to a fellow there the other week, and he said uh, about the uh, price. You know, I sell this uh, 93 octane uh, non-ethanol fuel here. Right. And 
and uh, you know it's it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit pricey. But he said something about the price, and I said, I tell you what, I said you ought to feel good. I said I looked back in my records, and I said this time last year I was selling it for a little over a dollar more a gallon than what I am this year. So, you know, at least the the prices have came down. I think I think on the pumps uh, uh, last year didn't we get? Uh, I'm pretty sure we got around five dollars or something like that uh, down downtown. I think. But yeah, I just happened to come across that. And, uh, well, it's was, still was, still about two dollars a gallon higher than it should be. Without yes, a doubt. it is. Without a doubt, it you is. Know, to be the be the biggest, baddest state with oil and have all the refineries in the world, but you know, here in this area, the gasoline tire. I mean, somebody I come it. in here and they was in. Uh, I don't know. They was uh, they was on vacation somewhere and gasoline was. Slightly cheaper there than what it is here, you know. And I mean, I've, I've never understood that. I, I know, know it can... doesn't doesn't make sense, man. Well, uh, all right, Harry, I got to roll out of here, my friend. If somebody wants to call you up at Penwall, how do they get a hold of you, man? Uh, just just call us here at Penwall, Mickey, and that number is nine three six nine six seven four seven five two. Hope you have a good day. Everybody We're gonna do it, Harry. Day. You do the same. Good talking to you. Bye. See you, man. All Bye. right. All right, that's Harry Detan up at uh, Lake Livingston at Penwall Campground and Marina. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning bright and early, 4 a.m., Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 